Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out podcast. That was Hate Sphere with Cutthroat. That's from their new record, Hatred Reborn. It comes out March 24th via Scarlet Records. These guys have been around forever, and I don't know which album this is for them, but I'm going to guess it's like their double digit. All right, we're in the double digits. Let's say... Let's 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 say 11th. I don't know. Uh, Actually, I just looked. I'm exactly right. It is the 11th studio album from the Danish Dukes of Thrash and Death Metal. I can't argue with that. It is all of those things. They are all these things. Death Metal, Thrash Metal all combined into some excellent melodic ripping. What's the word? What's another word for music? Tunes. We'll say that. Anyway, uh, sometimes, you know, you put on a band that you, you're relatively aware of and then you listen to them and it feels like you listen to them for the first time and you're like, holy shit, this is really good. I feel like that's w- what I'm doing right now with Hate Sphere and with this record. Uh, a little bit of a resurrection for the band, although they never really went away. And I'm happy to listen to uh, Hatred Reborn because it's pretty excellent. And that song, Cutthroat, is a great example. Again, March 24th on Scarlet Records. Speaking of European melodic death metal, In Flames just released their latest full length, Foregone. It's their best record in many years. And Bjorn, the guitar player, who's been around for most of the ride, originally the drummer, sat down to have a discussion with me the day before its release, so about a week ago. And we talked all about In Flames, the new record, and a bit about their history in touring the United States with bands like Earth Crisis and Slayer. So let's first. Give our respects to Hot Zone, and then we'll get into this thing. Check it! Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family, make friends till they bury all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out, we be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out, we be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I fully admit that I don't know the anatomy of the Canadian goose, but I'm pretty sure the bottom of them is all buttholes, like a lotus flower turned upside down. It just drops turds constantly. How do they do this, guys? Why is there shit all over the sidewalks? Do they only shit on hard services? There's a little lake, strike that pond by my house, and uh, there's geese there all the time, all year round. I don't know what they're doing. I guess they're confused. Global warming. Don't know when to go south because this is a, it's fucking 60 on February 20, 17th, by the way. I should I should put that out there. It's going to be 70 next week. So global warming. Al Gore was right. He nailed it. He did it. He's responsible for the Internet and making it hot in December. Good for him. Should have made him president. I guess. I don't know. Revisionist history. Anyway, uh, these these geese, these geese, there's there's goose shit all over the place at this little pond by my house. I went to run down the path that's paved by it the other day. And it's just, and you're just playing hopscotch around goose turds. And it's it's impossible to get through unscathed. You're going to get a doo-doo shoe no matter what you do. But I did my best. And eventually it just becomes, you're trying to hop away from the fresh ones. So it's a weird way to run, especially if you want to keep any type of speed. And you don't want to go to the grass because if there's this much shit on the sidewalk, at least you can see it here. In the grass, you're not going to be able to see it. So instead of just plowing through like a poo-poo plow in the, in the, in the grass, at least you can prance atop the excrement uh, through the, the paved way. And it looks very silly. It feels worse. But at least I didn't step in any of the wet ones. I just don't understand how they can crap this much. What's, what's the bottom of them look like? Just pure buttholes all over the place. Do you think they haven't had to push? Do you think it just happens naturally? I've seen it. All right. I've seen them crap walking across the street. I kind of envy that a little bit. That ease of, of expelling their excrement. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. It would save me a lot of time. Anyway, I'm tired of these geese shitting all over the sidewalk. Just doing the grass, man. I'm not going in there. It feels weird. It feels weird to complain about birds all the time. But I got to think about these geese. They're loud. They fly in shapes. But those other birds fly in shapes, but they fly together like a pack. These guys fly in weird lines. You never see how they like make that second V at the back of the V. What are you doing? You messed it up. Get in line. And they can sometimes end up looking like a big check mark. I don't like that. I don't like when they get all out of order. I like my geese strictly in a V. 
I don't, what am I, what am I talking about here? Anyway, speaking of walking around, do you guys know, please someone tell me why my left shoe always comes untied? Just the left, never the right. It's never the right shoe that comes untied. It's always my left. I got a double knot like I'm fucking eight. It's stupid. I don't want to have to double knot my shoes. Just I just want my left shoe to stay tied. Doesn't matter what pair of shoes. Doesn't matter what style of shoes. My left shoe comes untied. The knot starts to twist. It ends up over like on all the way to the right, as far right as it can go, like the inside of my leg. And then eventually it comes undone. What what is this? Why does it happen? It feels like it's a new thing. Never noticed it before, but I noticed it a lot lately. Just retying that left shoe, double knotting like I'm eight. Don't like it. What do I do? Do I wiggle my foot a little bit? Is it all this stepping around goose turds? Do I do when I pick it up? Am I flicking it? What what's going on? Why is it just my left? Is it because of the way I tie them? I don't. You know, is it because my my right's my dominant side, so I'm I'm better on that side? But it's not, it's not that much of a difference, guys. We're not even talking a foot of difference. When I tie my left shoe, I barely move. And then I tie my right shoe. Sometimes I don't even move my body. I just move my legs. So what's going on? I need a study done. Somebody come watch me tie my shoes several times a day. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me what I'm doing right on the right side that I'm not doing on the left side. I'm up for anything. Just give me ideas. I'm tired of tying this left shoe. I'm tired of it, guys. No matter what shoe, running shoe, Timberlands, boots, uh, snow boots, whatever. That's a lie. That last part, I never wore snow boots. Not in this day and age. Not necessary. I already touched on that. Anyway, speaking of things that aren't cold, in flames. From Sweden, just dropped a new record. Foregone. The guitarist Bjorn sat down and had a conversation with me. It was another lunch break conversation. I like these. They're kind of straight and to the point, get them done in the perfect amount of time. I know some people tell me they wish my episodes were longer, which I disagree. I think they're the perfect length. I never want to go over an hour. Sometimes I do. Usually that's when there's long songs. I'm going to try and keep this one under an hour or right at it as well. So no more talking from me. How about I just play you a song from the new In Flames record, Foregone? I'm going to play you what's the actual true leadoff track. It's called State of Slow Decay and then my conversation with Bjorn.
happy to be talking to you. And I'm happy that there's a new Inflames record. Because I, I don't know which number this is for you. Maybe I think maybe I read 13th full length. Uh, for Inflames, it's 14th. Yeah, I 14th, wasn't on the okay. first one. Yeah, but so. Right. But yeah, for Inflames, it's the 14th. Insane, if you ask me. But it's it's really cool. And it's what happens when you're having a lot of fun over a very long time. You don't think about that, you know, and all of a sudden you sit here and talk about the 14th album. I yeah. don't think most bands have done that, to be honest, no. you know, even though careers have been as long, but you know, we, we've just been very busy and productive. We love what we do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that time that has passed over, I mean, I guess the band has been around at least for about 30 years, right? Yeah, yeah, coming up on thirty. Wow, <laughs> makes me. And, feel and I, I was thinking, I was thinking back on when I first, when you first got on my radar, and I know it was late nineties, which is funny because that's twenty twenty five years. It's twenty twenty five years, right? But I do know for sure that the what got me to go out and buy my first In Flames CD was uh, the Power, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, oh. Power Anders Visa being in that CKY2K video. Oh, wow. do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what song it is. I didn't know it was on a CK1 one. I love CKY, by the way. But uh, it's, um, yeah, it's a traditional Swedish folk song, basically, that uh, that we decided to do a, a little version of. And we've done a few of those. We have another one called Horgjallåten, which is absolutely classic uh, Swedish traditional. And a few more, Värmlandsvisa and stuff like that. And I think it it works really good with what we do because we mm. we love the you know the, I come from death metal or I come from you know Sabbath purple to begin with then I discovered myself all the death metal and stuff like that and then obviously the the, the maidens Metallica all that stuff and Queensrÿche and lots of guitar work lots of guitar work and then you hear these uh, Jesper who who was the original basically one of the founders of the band his dad is a folk musician. So he always had that, you know, listening to that growing up. I, I never really did. But as soon as I got to know Jesper, I mean, I got to hear all this stuff and it's incredibly beautiful and it's always super sad, you know, very melancholic melodies and mostly yeah. played on, on violin. But it was really cool to, to see if we can, you know, translate that to guitars. And, and, and first it was acoustic stuff and then we've done... Uh, stuff would distorted and, and try to, to to have that element. So it's always been part of what we do. Uh, so yeah, it's um, funny you mentioned that, and and that that should be what got you into us. That's that's pretty cool, actually. Well, I, that's I, you know I figured that had to be. It doesn't sound like it though. By the way, you're saying it. I figured that had to be the entry point for a lot of people, just being that that was a pretty big. Uh, that was a pretty big stage, quote unquote, stage to uh, to be presented on. Though I know it's not wholly representative of what Flames sounded totally sounded like. Yeah, but it was a, but it was definitely a, a something I heard and I was like, oh, I need to check this out. Which led me to buying Colony, which was so Colony was the first thing that I got, mm -hmm. and then ever since I've been on board. But back then, that Swedish death metal sound, that melodic death metal was. <laughs> Was uh, I guess that was maybe was that the peak of it around then? I think it depends on how you look at it. I mean, a lot of bands recorded in the same studio. That that's where right. I think most people think it was like shows every night in every bar in town, you know. And it wasn't. You know, it was yeah. really really uh, rare to have shows with this kind of music, and and there was no audience. The places held between fifty and two hundred people, you know, and mm -hmm. so. So it was no real scene, but all these bands that recorded in Studio Fredman, which was sort of the epicenter of, of this kind of music, uh, they had careers all over Europe. And, and some of us went over to the U.S. and, and found, found an audience there and, and, and loved it since, you know. Uh, but at the time, there was not much going on here. I mean, the, the bands just happened to record here, you know. Right. So I don't know if, there was the, if it was the peak or... I'm also a little bit from from the outside in this because I, I'm not from the same area as the rest of the guys. They, they're from a different part of Gothenburg, like the At the Gates guys, the Dark Tranquility guys, and most of the Inflames guys at the time. They're, they're all from a different part of town, and I, I come from the hoods, you know, in a way. So it was not none of that music at all. What they were creating, I, I didn't even know about it. 
I just knew yeah. I wasn't a fan of the Stockholm sound. But when I heard this, like the what we talked about a little earlier, like the aggression death metal and all that, meeting these super beautiful melodies, that's what really caught me. You know, mm-hmm. and so a lot of these bands had that and at the gates for sure, and Dr. Quillity as well. And then you had Soilwork, you had a bunch of Arch Enemy, all these bands just recording the same studio. So uh, yeah, no, it's yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just talking, <laughs> trying to remember how it was. But all these bands are are, are now they're all still around, and mm-hmm. they I think they most of them are doing better than they were back then, obviously, and and they have been it's extremely long careers for all of them, and and we still get to tour together, which is insane. If you're thinking about it. almost 30 years later, we just did our first tour with At the Gates. You know, we, we've done one or two shows together before, but that's it. And now we did the whole European run with it. And, you know, 30 years later, that's kind of crazy. Wow, that is pretty crazy. I didn't know you guys didn't play together like at all like that. That's that's really interesting. But um, going back to those early days and I don't I'm not going to just focus on this early day stuff. Trust me. Oh, no. But, worries. Uh, but I, I was I was reminiscing with a friend of mine about old at old old and flames stuff. And he was uh, he was referencing when he felt like he saw you guys a few times on a tour you did over here with earth crisis. Oh which, shit. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and then that brought me to thinking about how it felt like at the time, maybe you saw it different and maybe it was just an American thing that this, the Swedish melodic death metal stuff and the hardcore scene started to somehow started a weird marriage. And the example being like a, you guys touring with earth crisis, is that how it was for you? Oh, absolutely. That tour was extremely important for us. And, and we're always going to share is that, you know, that, that memory and, and the opportunities it, it provided for us because we didn't really have an outlet in the U.S., you know. And touring with a band as important as Earth Crisis was at the time, especially, probably still are, uh, but at the time was very important for us because the hardcore audience, which we don't have any, had any at the time in Europe, uh, mm-hmm. They just embraced us. The the thing we added to this was the melody. Most most of the time, we had melody in the guitar. We had twin guitars. We do solos and and stuff. And it wasn't very common back then, and especially not in the hardcore scene. Uh, but then you have we were there for for the the birth of. We were also very new at the time, but we we saw Kill Switches a couple of first tours. We saw uh, Shadows Falls a couple of first tours and. The first show, couple of shows they did, and we could see how they drew influence from the the new wave of British heavy metal, twin guitars, and and added what they come from, like the hardcore scene. And it was incredibly cool for us to see that, you know, and and be part of when that happened. And without the Air Crisis tour, we this would never have happened, you know. And that opened up doors. We got to tour with bands like Slayer later on, and mm-hmm. do all these massive tours, and and it really, really opened up the US for us. And it's been a great experience ever since. Yeah. Do, do you remember what the first was? That the first US tour for In Flames? First proper tour. I, I would like to think it was the first proper tour that we did over there. We did one with Moonspell as well. Mm. Um, that was around the same time. I can't remember which one was the first, but but I think the the, the Earth Crisis tour was the one that that really showed that there's there's um, you know a way for us to come over there and and maybe hopefully someday build our own audience. You know because we got mm-hmm. we got welcomed. You know by by what you would think is a really uh, tough crowd. You know, yeah. <laughs> but they they enjoyed what we did. You know, and, and it's been. It's been a great journey since. Well, like you said, it was a tough crowd, but at that time, I feel like it was a really a welcome sound and you saw it then, which I think I, when I, when I think of, uh, in flames at the gates, dark tranquility, that stuff to me, that's like the foundation for what became what is currently considered metalcore, right? To, to the big sounds like the, like what's the subgenre that became its own thing, which is like, doesn't even really. Must look like what it used to, right? Which is fine, whatever it evolved. But you guys have kind of been part of that. You've done, you've, you've evolved your sound. And on this record, it seems like you're going backwards a little bit. Is that, was that the intention with Foregone? I mean, I don't mean backwards. I mean, you're going back yeah, to the old sound. Yeah. I think I know what you're aiming at. But no, I mean, having done all these records and written all these songs and played all these tours and everything, we're pretty 
um, we, we know pretty well what, what we do, what we are, and, and especially where we come from. So that's never left us. You know, it's uh, those roots people talk, uh, talk about. It's, it's not something that we look for or try to get back to. It's, it's always with us. We can't really deny it. But what's happened, I think, during some productions is that we, or some recordings, is that we have aimed for a different sound. And maybe it's not shining the light, especially on those, you know, old school riffing, whatever. But they're always there. It's a matter right. of how it's presented in a way. And I think seeing us live is probably the best way of understanding that. Because songs from 96, 98, 99 works perfectly together with songs from 2015, 2020, you know. It's, mm. and, and so it's, all, it's always been there. You know, but it's a matter of how well we could record, how well we could play, you know, all these things just differ. But I think what we did aim for this time, which was a conscious decision, was that we wanted to to aim for a production that sounded more metal. Last record, um, I think it sounds amazing. I'm a guitar player, so the 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 super clear guitar tone that we have on that I the mask is as a guitar player, that's ear candy. You know, I can hear the strings, I can hear the picking and all that stuff. But it also takes away from the massiveness, like in, like a death metal production. Uh, and we wanted to aim a bit more for that, to get that big, heavy production. You know, and maybe that just gives some of these riffs a, a different vibe. You know, it's, it's written the same way, you know, yeah. and it was no special thought about it. We don't really have a plan. You know, we, we never <laughs> had a plan. We're We're creating in a very, if you ask me, a very cool environment because we decide what we want to play, you know, and um, for good or bad, we get a lot of shit for it, but also a lot of people enjoy what we do. And, and, and but it's, I think the only way of being absolutely honest and absolutely true is playing music that you want to hear, that you want to, you know, yourself, that music you enjoy, not because you think somebody else will like you. And it gives us a freedom, you know, we can do whatever. You know, and uh, and it will be in flames. You know, and and so I think that's that that gives us all these options. You know, when we record, and uh, I think that's why we never really worried about how we sounded back in, or look for how we sounded back in. It will always be with us. We don't have a plan, as I mentioned. We we just uh, we just have fun. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it, it sounds stupid when I say it. I realize it, but it's. It's no, yeah, there's no plan. We, we can't uh, force people to like what we do. Uh, yeah. and, and we can't guess what everybody wants to hear. So what we're doing is basically creating music for us, you know, and Roots will be there. And we're still, somebody mentioned that it's um, the new album, Forgone, is sort of a, uh, um, uh, an amalgamation, if you will, of the past the present and maybe looking a little bit into the future. I would probably not have used those words myself, but they, they sum it up pretty good, you know, and that's how we always start about because we, we don't make singles. We make albums. We make albums that are uh, hopefully takes you on a journey from the first song to the last. It's the same thing with the set list that we do. We, it's like, it, it's important to have that, um, that flow through it, you know? So, it's um, yeah. It's, um, it's it's hard to explain. It's uh, it's not um, yeah. We, we do it for us, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no. I think I think you're explaining it perfectly. And actually, I think there's a lot of cool things you touched on there. Um, and one of the things that I always like to ask people who've been in it for a while, who've put out a lot of records. Uh, and you mentioned you're doing it for fun. You said that's a sounds like a dumb thing to say. I, I think that sounds like the best thing to say. And that's kind of what I want to ask you: Does it is it more fun now to be in in flames at this point along the career of the band? It is uh, in many ways. It's never been better. You know, in in many ways. Of course, I mean we've been through a lot of lineup changes, and those always suck. Mm -hmm. It's. Uh, your best friends uh, decided that this is not for them anymore. And it's always a loss, you know, but the cool thing with this band is since we have that basic understanding of what we want to do is that we always come out of it stronger. People that come to fill those places, they are motivated. They want to tour, 
they want to play this kind of music. They want to be part of this, you know, and it gives us new blood, new energy. And the, it's just the skill level I'm never worried about. Anybody who wants to play in this band um, and get as far as to to be part of it, they are really good at what they do. So it's never that's right. never an issue. It's usually the social side of things. And and when somebody feels not comfortable with touring or with whatever we're doing, you know, that will hold everything back a bit. And and somebody coming in with new energy will just, you know, propel us forward and, and give us all we need to continue doing this. And so, I mean, the lineup that we have right now is incredible. Bryce and Tanner, the, the, the rhythm, like bass and drums and the foundation of Inflames is extremely solid. We always had great musicians in the band, but this is, this is next level. And having Chris now on my side, um, basically one of the best guitar players I know and I've ever played with, uh, you know, having him in the band is, you know, makes my life so much more fun. You know, I have to, I have to work really hard, you know, to keep up with the guy because he's, he's incredible, you know, and, but having him on the road with me means I have my guitar teacher, my mentor on the road, you know? So of course that can make my life better and more fun. Yeah. Speaking of of Chris, this is the first album that that he's on. Was he included in the songwriting for the record? Not the songwriting, but I think his guitar playing, his solos on the record, absolutely mm -hmm. made a huge impact. Just as much as Tanner's drumming, for instance, or or the low end that Bryce provides together with the drums. All these things are extremely important for how the album turned out. I can write demos till I die, you know, and and they will yeah. not be super. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Exciting at times and all that stuff, but having all these guys input on it absolutely makes a difference, makes a huge difference. And I think we really would see it shine is, is when we play live. Mm -hmm. That's that's the most fun part of being in this band too. It's, it's like being on stage with them, listening to what's coming out of my ears, you know, or coming out of the amps and into my ears. It's it's incredible. That's very cool. The you of course started out by playing drums and in flames mm -hmm. and then switched over to guitar. <laughs> Is that have you have you been able to go hands off at this point with with drums? From no, I'm I'm very I can be very particular. I can I can be very picky, uh, but but it's mostly when it kind of makes sense together with the riffs, right? Mm -hmm. So I I might have a, a riff idea or something that I want to do, and then the kick needs to follow or it needs to be a certain break or stuff like that. But I mean, it, with a drummer like Tanner, he he gets it, and he more than gets it. I mean, with him, he's so super creative. You almost have to hold him back. So right. like, yeah, right. he's, he's incredible, you know, so it's more about that. And it's, it's also, if you have like an idea you want to, that you feel is going to be really good, then I think I will fight for it. But most of the time it's, um, it's going to just be so much better than my program drums. And, and to, to be honest, I wasn't, I mean, I happened to be the drummer in Inflames, but that doesn't mean I was a drummer. You know, I, I, I started out playing guitar, but I was working at uh, a youth center, you know, teaching people to play. And most of them were actually older than me, but I, I just started early and I had to learn a little bit of drums. I always thought it was fun to play drums until I, you know, started playing drums for real, started touring, <laughs> playing drums. Then it's not as fun anymore. You know, it's, 
I have the biggest respect for drummers. It's, it's incredible the amount of work they have to put in. Um, but having that understanding really, really helped me with songwriting. Mm-hmm. You know, having played the drums, having played bass and guitar and all these things at least gives me an understanding of what's possible or not. You know, and uh, so, so that, that was good, but I was, I was never <laughs> meant to be a, like a proper drummer. Uh, that makes sense. At least you got the uh, you got the nice perspective on it and the appreciation for it. I'm sure that goes a long way with every drummer you've worked with. The, you mentioned earlier about the about In Flames doesn't write singles necessarily, but there are but songs do get released as singles, of course. Yeah. And on this record, you've already put out five tracks of this that are that are singles, two yeah. of which are foregone foregone part one and part two uh oh oh, wait i'll ask about that in a minute but do you like this way of releasing a record where you put out this many singles leading up to it or you know because i know this is not always the way it's been done so like how do you feel about the way it's been done being done now versus how you did it earlier it it kind of ruins the surprise a little bit you know when i mean i could back in the day you know when when i was not part of this like thing of creating music at that uh, in the same way I'm doing now, when you picked up bands, I might've seen a video or heard mm-hmm. a song on the radio or a buddy of mine had the record. Right. And that, but most of the time you only heard one song. Um, right. That's how I was with you guys. <laughs> yeah. I heard one song or you read in a, in a magazine or a fanzine or something, this band is releasing something six months from now, you know, mm-hmm. and you couldn't wait. And then you had to wait. You know, there was, there was no singles or most of the time, especially not in the kind of music that, that we're in, there was no singles, you know, there was no malevolent creation single or death single, or, you know, it it wasn't simply. So it kind of, in a way ruins that surprise, but at the same time, I understand the necessity of it because there's so much music and it's Mm. incredible amounts of bands and with the new social media platforms, there's music everywhere and all the time. And in every direction possible, which I find awesome. But you need to be seen and heard in all of this. It's a storm, if you will, like an incredible amount of, of music out there. So, of course, record labels need this. And, and I think bands do ultimately need this too in order to, to be heard, you know. So it's, um, it is what it is. Let's put it like that. And, um, and, uh, and, and I mean, we've been through having such a long career and being active for such a long time and all the time, basically, since we started, we've seen changes, you know, go from, well, we weren't really part of the, the vinyl. We, we were uh, the CD age when we, we did. And we love the fact that vinyls are coming back in such a strong way. They are because the format is incredible, yeah. you know, but, uh, but so CDs, right. And we've seen all this and we, we were part of the whole, transition to streaming and then social media and all these things. And we just, you have to go with the flow. We want to do this. We love doing this. And to be able to be part of it, we have to play by those rules in a way, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this, uh, it's just the way things work today and for good or bad. I mean, I, I've obviously I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm allowed to say old school, but I'm, I'm not looking so much for new music. I, you get, you get fed a lot of music, right? <laughs> so, so I'm not really actively looking. I have, you know, my record collection is basically what I grew up listening to with an addition of a couple of new bands that I've, that I've gotten to know or that I've seen over the years while touring. Uh, and a few ones that Anders showed me because he's super curious. He listens to everything. He's got his ear to the ground. He listens to everything, you know, and every now and then something sticks, right? But for me, I, I'm not really looking for anything, you know, new. So I, in that way, I'm, it, you know, I have what I need already. You know, I'm, I'm not <laughs> yeah, in that way. And maybe that confines me a little bit as a songwriter, but I'm very comfortable here. And it's mm-hmm. very honest what's coming out. It's it's not biased. Well, try not to be biased, at least. It's um or I, I'm trying not to let myself be, you know, and uh, because I think it's it's the one way of being honest, you know, and and also assuring that these songs for me will stand the test of time because I'm I got to play these songs 
a thousand times at least right. and, and love it every night, you know, or at least <laughs> not hating it every night. So <laughs> it's important for me to really, really enjoy it. Right. So, so for me, that's been a way of, of just keeping to what it is, making sure that I write stuff that I like, you know, and then you have the, the, the relationship with Anders, who's really eager to try new stuff and, and explore and all that stuff. And I think mm-hmm. that, um, it's not a tension, but that um, energy that gets created there, like me trying to stay at one point and he dragging in one direction, just pulls us in, right. in slight different directions on every record. And that's what, that's what music is. You know, it's, it's all growing, you know, it's organic. It's beautiful. We talked about different genres and stuff before, and that's exactly mm-hmm. the same thing. And we've been part of different genres. And a lot of times it's mostly journalists just, putting us in a under a label um because it's easier and it saves time to explain right you don't need to go into yeah. all the details about who's in what band blah 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 you can just say they're from gothenburg or they're they're swedish is probably enough yeah. nowadays you know? so and um as bands you never think about that you know we're doing our music we're super original and you know all these <laughs> things but it's i mean it is what it is so the evolution of like having singles and all that stuff was never on our radar back in the day. We that's that's not how we write music, you know. We we write albums, you mm-hmm. know. It, it, everything is important on a record. You don't do ah, uh, we have this one song and let's you know just fill it up an album with with whatever we have. It, it, right now with this music, work. yeah, yeah. No, it, it doesn't work like that. And I don't think I know anyone who who would think that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's all. It, Almost everybody I know that are doing this, there's a there's a purpose with with making an album and not just singles. Sure, sure, and that's the way I uh, that's the way I love to listen to music is as an album. I don't like listening as singles. You know, I don't like yeah. especially the you know metal whatever. Especially with metal, it, it, it's like, so much thought. There's so much thought and and passion poured into making these records. So it, it's. Mm-hmm. It's weird just hearing one song because it's so out of context a lot of times. So it's, um, but anyways, yeah. So that's how well, I look at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of, of context and just out of my curiosity, you mentioned, I mentioned foregone part one and part two, those were two singles put out there. Is that at all a callback to ever lost part one, part two? No, I, I didn't even <laughs> think about that, but it, it's, I mean, it, I think, the whole idea with Forgone, the, the the song is was to have what we wanted to do was like a, um, a more of an epic kind of song, like having all sorts of uh, different elements in the song. Like you have a super fast part, you have a very melodic, very sad part, and then um, the thought was to have actually Forgone one and part part one and part two were in the original idea was actually the opposite way around. Hmm. And the intro on the record, I don't know, have you heard the whole record? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, the yeah. intro the intro on the record was actually supposed to be, uh, the first idea was to have it as an interlude between the two. Oh, okay. So it was yeah. basically one long song with just parts in it, right? And having hmm. one a proper journey. And we do these every now and then um, because I think it's, it's another way of, of capturing the listener, you know, or... or me in this case to to get on that journey and see where it takes you, mm-hmm. you know. So, but when we started working on the rest of the songs and to, to get like a, get everything in the right position, Anders is usually fairly early with just with a couple of my demos. He starts making a sort of a blueprint on um, where he thinks different songs should be, and that that gives us a good idea of what we're kind of missing to to make the 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 journey complete. And that's when we started working a little bit about uh, chopping it up a little bit, and maybe putting them in a different order and anything to make it more coherent and, and make it more of a seamless flow throughout the record. And so the middle part ended up as an intro and I'm super happy for that. You know, it, it sounds really good. It puts you in a good mood listening to the record. And it also is a awesome way of starting a show nowadays. So it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, having that intro is, is fantastic. It pumps us up and, you know, we're going to have a great night. 
Well, that intro goes, I forget the name of the first actual track that comes after it, but that, that goes straight into a, a pretty solid ripper from right there. Yeah. Kind of, kind of lulls you in a little bit and you guys got to go straight, go straight for it from, from there on. And I thought that was a nice little touch in the beginning. The, the record, like we talked about comes foregone comes out officially tomorrow. Do you have any type of uh, way that you celebrate the release of a record, any type of ritual that you do when you have a new record coming out? Well, the 14th record now. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, not really. You know how I'm going to celebrate that tomorrow? I'm going to go see uh, Accept tomorrow. That's oh, hell yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> They're playing in town and uh, it's, it's them and uh, Iron Maidens. So oh, this, I mean, the cover band, a lot, yeah. of guitar, a lot of guitars tomorrow. I'm, I'm really looking forward to <laughs> So that's what, how I'm going to celebrate. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's great. I love, I love except old and new, you know, even, yeah, even yeah. the newer except records are great. Yeah. I mean, there's so much guitar there, you know, great solos, excellent riffs. And I've yeah listened to them since I was very young, you know, so that's going to be fun. That is, that's, that's very cool. So then, uh, I know you guys are playing a bunch of festivals. I've seen, I've seen that announced is there is there tours announced yet or anything for this year in support of foregone um we do have stuff planned uh, not sure how how far in the planning they are yet i know we're doing australia and um, japan that's mm -hmm. a not fest um, the great really really cool lineups on those festivals and, and that's a bunch of shows we do a few shows with megadeth as well off shows for that and uh, then we have a little gap that I think is going to be filled with touring and then the festival season starts. And um, right. yeah, we're going to be super busy. We, we always keep busy. We, we love touring. You know, we love being on stage. Let's put it like that. Actual traveling is not as fun, but uh, being on stage is fantastic, you know? So, so that's what we try to do. Keep busy, you know? And uh, there's a lot of places, you know, we haven't been, or we haven't been in a while. So yeah, we're, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep busy. Well, you've, you've toured the world. I don't know how many times at this point, um, you've played with all the best bands that I can think of. You've released 14 albums. You've done, you've done a, a shitload with in flames. <laughs> Is there anything left that you haven't done that you're looking at that you need to check off? <laughs> you say, yes, I guess, but it, again, we we don't really have a plan. We, we understand that we are extremely fortunate being able to do this for such a long time and having an audience that supports us so we can keep doing this. It's like, we understand that, you know? So I think continuing to do this for as long as we physically can, I think that is the, the goal, right? So it's, um, nothing makes me more happy than, than, you know, playing with these dudes, playing this music in front of people that give me so much back energy wise, or, you know, just screaming in my face, love it. You know, it, all these things, it's, yeah, it's not as like, I want to play that venue or I want to do that. It's, we don't really, I don't really think about those things. It's, it's just being able to do this. You know, the pandemic was super rough for everyone and it, it, it was rough. Obviously to, personal tragedies and all that, you know, and then, but it, it kind of shone a light on our situation, you know, or, or what we're doing. And it made us appreciate it even more because it was taken away, you know, and it's, it's a small thing to talk about considering how big of a shit burger this was, you know, but at, at the same time, it, it, you start understanding what's important and not right. And, and having the opportunity and the possibility of doing what we do for such a long time and hopefully continue doing it. That's a goal in itself. Mm -hmm. Do you, well, I was going to ask you, what do you think it'll take to stop? What do, what do you think it will take for you to stop doing in flames? But I, but it sounds like it won't take, you know, there's pretty much nothing other than, <laughs> other, <laughs> no, other mean, than death or serious injury. There could be a ton of things, but I mean, we're much older now. There's, there's less arguing and all these things, but you know, drama is always, uh, has always been something that is counterproductive. And, uh, usually it's this bullshit, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's got no substance, but it can, you know, um, taint or uh, it could, um, 
destroy a vibe, right? But so, but being older also means that you're more understanding, and and um, I think that's further away from being something that could destroy this. But uh, you never know. But I, I keep, you know, I, fingers crossed we can keep what we're doing now. This lineup, hopefully, you know, I have a steady lineup that sounds better than ever going for for the foreseeable future, you know. Um, but I, I don't know what would stop it. As you said, something physical or uh, that could be. But uh, let's not hope for that. No, you don't want that. You don't want, <laughs> you don't want a reason, you know? Um, all right. Well, I, I think I'm going to let you go here in a minute, but I wanted to go, go back into the time machine, ask you a little more about that, uh, that earth crisis tour. Yeah. So specifically was that cause I'm from talking, I've talked to a lot of people, musicians from Europe about the difference between here and there playing shows was, were those shows and the crowd interactions, uh, crowd reactions, a surprise to you guys at all? Was that was that something expected? Uh, no, it was. I mean, it was. Uh, some of the shows were really intense. I mean, they were at the time, if I remember correctly, they were straight edge, or at least yeah, considered. Yeah, yeah, and um, and and we were not very <laughs> straight edge, <laughs> put it like that. So meat and beer, right? And yeah, that was that's right. That wasn't really, I mean, the, the dudes were all cool with it. It's, it's never been, I mean, each to his own in a way, but the audience wasn't always super happy with that. So I remember us playing in, um, oh, what, uh, what was it? Um, Salt Lake. Salt Ooh, Lake that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Notorious straight edge area. And we got, we got told before, like, yeah, you could, you know, you can keep drinking those beers, but I mean, <laughs> don't let anybody see you. You know, and uh, we we didn't think so much about it until we got on stage, and and we realized this is a this is a rough bunch. You know, they were they were yeah they were waiting for Earth Crisis for sure, and they <laughs> they didn't give us a, you know. But at the same time, the few people with inflamed shirts, little kids, you know, long yeah. hair, they didn't fit in at all in this. Like all these big dudes with crosses on their hands and fucking tattoos everywhere, and just basically making mincemeat out of our fans, you know, but <laughs> they, they still came out, you know, and, and eventually yeah. when that was over for us, I think we were accepted, you know, you know, and that's the, the cool thing. These are the things I remember from that tour. It's, it's like we, we got accepted, you know, yeah. and that's incredible for, for a genre that at the time was fairly far away from what we were doing. But for some reason, I think the melodies might've opened it up a bit and, and people possibly at the time didn't hadn't heard that much, especially the hardcore audience. They were mm. in general brought up with you know the priest or maiden. They were listening to their hardcore bands, you know. Right. So it was a cool, it was a very cool time, very cool time. Awesome, that's funny. Real last question: Who was easier? What was the easier crowd to win over, Earth Crisis or Slayer? Ah, wow. None of them are easy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at the time we were, I guess, considered fairly exotic. So we did okay with both. I mean, we played some of the the Southern states in the US with Slayer and they were throwing coins at us. Not so much as us, uh, as our crew, you know, when they were trying to do line check. And they could be chanting Slayer, Slayer during our whole set. But I mean, we're there. We have this opportunity to present our music, and we're not going to step off stage because, the, the, you know, we're here. We have yeah. this possibility, so let's fucking do it. You know, and I think that attitude, together with, you know, the music and, and Slayer taking care of us as well as Earth Crisis did, giving us good shout-outs and everything, that just opened people's minds. That's great. Well, um, I'm glad that you guys have had such a successful career at this point and are still releasing quality records like Foregone comes out tomorrow. I really enjoyed listening to it. I've been listening, like I said, I've been listening to Inflames for over 20 years now. So I got to thank you personally for for doing what you've done and giving me the music that you've given me because I've uh, truly enjoyed it. And thank you so it. much for yeah. Thanks so much for sticking around, man. It's 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 been a journey. Thanks so much for listening.
you have it. That was my conversation with Bjorn. The song you just heard was Meet Your Maker off of Foregone. If you haven't gone and listened to that record yet, I highly suggest you do. If you stop listening to In Flames along the way, like I know a lot of people did for their own reasons, I suggest maybe you jump back in on this one. You might like what you're hearing. Something for anybody that's been a fan of In Flames through their 30-year career for sure. Again, thanks to Bjorn for taking the time to talk to me. Thanks to you for taking the time to listen to Getting It Out Podcast. If you want to go over to gettingitout.net and continue to support the show, what I'm doing here, that's great. What does it require of you? Nothing. Just looking at stuff, reading stuff, listening to stuff. That's all I want from you. If you want to give me money, send it via envelope. Well-concealed cash. I'm just kidding. I don't need your money. What am I going to do with your money? Well, I do a lot of things with your money, but there's nothing that you need to pay for here with getting it out.net, at least not today. So go enjoy all the free content I got. There's a new review from my man X Rick X over on the site for the new Althar. It's not a double album, two albums that came out Anthronomicon and Helionomicon. I'm probably saying those names wrong, but they just came out today, February 17th on 20 bucks spin records. Pretty Big release for releases for an excellent death metal band, kind of based out of Oakland, California. So go read all about that and then listen to those records if you haven't already. But of course, make sure you check out the new In Flames Foregone out a week now. You should have heard it by now, but maybe I need to remind you. I guess that's going to be it for this episode of the podcast. But I want to leave you with a track from a thrash metal band out of California, Santa Ana, to be specific. Anacron. Earlier this week, they released a new two-song single, Captives of the Past, came out actually on Valentine's Day, and it rips. The songs uh, are Captives of the Past and I Object. I'm going to play one of those songs for you. It is, in fact, the title track. One more time, Captives of the Past from Anacron from Santa Ana, California. Check it out. It's available now everywhere, but you can listen to it right here, and I appreciate you for doing that. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.